because I think that's what really separates great NFT projects is not just great art, great utility, but there's a brand. What is up, everyone? I'm Jay, and this is Just a JPEG, the show that focuses on the emerging industry and technologies that is NFTs. Today, in our first episode, I'm very happy to be joined by the man known as True Voodoo, co founder of the NFT incubator Pollock Labs. Normally, I would start off the show by highlighting one or two of my favorite projects of the week or by touching on some NFT news. But since this is our maiden voyage, I want to set some expectations. My goal with this podcast is to have public conversations with some of the people truly changing the space. Since getting involved with NFTs in 2021, I've had the privilege of having some of the most amazing conversations with people from all over the world who are shaping this technology. And my desire for the show is really just to use it as a platform to share more conversations like the ones I've had with my community. So without further ado, let's jump in. First episode, and I have my very good friend, True Voodoo from Potluck Labs, one of the co-founders of Potluck Labs. Um, and so this is uh, this is really just an opportunity for all the viewers to, to get to know um, True Voodoo. And we're going to have a little fun while we do it. So um, if you don't mind, True, let's just uh, jump right into it. Sounds good, Jay Money. All right. So the first segment is called Tell Me More. Okay. So these questions are strictly personal. Okay. So how it works is I'm going to ask you a question and you just have to tell me more. Just elaborate a little bit. Sound good? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So you have been notorious on Twitter for your blue steel selfies. Exactly. Mm. Yes. How long, how long have you been doing that? Um, ever since I first met you and wanted to impress you down in Austin last year, um, no, I, I think, honestly, it was whenever I started putting on this COVID weight um, and I lost the chiseledness of my my face. Um, so I realized that blue steel is really the only way uh, for me to maintain my top sex appeal. And so, uh, so yeah, and then you've egged it on so much with your encouragement mm -hmm. that it's just become my, uh, my Twitter persona. So, wow. I mean, you use it. You use it so flawlessly. I think you just got to keep running with it. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a weapon, and I use it well. So it's it's interesting the unintended consequences um, or products of COVID that we just take for granted. Um, <laughs> okay, so 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 what do you say to the people that say, "Hey, man, that's not blue steel. That's the duck face from 2008." How do you respond? Yeah. Well, I still haven't got lip fillers, so the mm. second I get lip fillers, they can say that, but. Uh, yeah, Ben Stiller, Zoolander. I mean that that shaped who I am as a man. Um, that movie, and so they're wrong. You know, the haters are going to hate, and so they will. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. That's a good point. Um, yeah. All right. So, next question is: uh, So you obviously are one of the co-founders of Pollock Labs, right? Um, but are you personally the type of guy that would? have a real potluck or would you just have your party catered? I've been wanting to know this for a while. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up super broke and so pretty much anything that has to do with the potluck, my family was at because it meant we only had to like bring one dish and then mm -hmm. we could eat all the food. Um, and then I remember, I think my mom chose churches growing up based on the level of quality of potlucks that they had. And so, um, yeah, but Dracula Presley, the founder of Potluck Protocol, I mean, he came up with Potluck as the name. So, um, yeah, I think if I could have named it, yeah, I might have named it like Chick-fil-A Labs okay. and just got yeah. it catered, get the nugs. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, you got to work with what you got. So For sure. So if you could, it would probably be catering protocol if you were calling yeah, the shots. Yeah, yeah, like now... Of, uh, well, I mean, it's bear market right now. So right now, I mean, you're lucky mm. to have like a ramen noodles protocol. Would be you get what you get protocol sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, for food sure. Stamp, food stamp protocol, for sure. I mean, you got to do what you got to do at this point. Uh, so. Absolutely. Uh, next question. So Potluck Labs has multiple Swole Chad and Swole Starla collections, right? True. So 
it's no surprise for the people that follow you that you're jacked, right? Yeah, of course. Like, like yeah. way bigger than you look on stream, like right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, but so would you consider yourself an alpha Chad? Uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I was doing NFTs on Cardano or Ethereum or something, I'd obviously be a beta. Um, but since right. I've built on Phantom, uh, I've expanded now to a lot of other great layer ones, um, doing a lot of Chad things. So yeah, I mean, obviously I'm an alpha. Um, I think when you and I went on our date in Michigan, we sat by the lake together and, and mm. sipped on sipped on some beverages. I think you could feel that, um, the alpha energy in the room. So uh, yeah, obviously. Big alpha energy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No follow-ups to that. Um, so my last question is, you recently posted this video. And this video is, I mean, clearly, you know, a video of you and Plot Twist, one of the other co-founders, um, and just honestly, just vibing and looking really nice. Um, yeah. And so I heard through the grapevine that the Phantom Foundation actually just hired you to make this video to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, amp up the Phantom community. Um, yeah. and this is what you dropped. Um, so I'm going to ask you the thing that I think everyone is wondering is this video, what brought Andre Cronje back into the fold with Phantom? Yes. Um, I wanted to be humble, say no. Uh, sure. but yeah, it was, it was a great marketing move. Uh, Juan, I mm -hmm. think led it at the foundation. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was $10,000. They wanted us to post a video that that made Phantom the sexy chain. You know, right. we're not the spooky chain anymore and we're mm -hmm. not the serious chain, but we're the sexy chain mm -hmm. uh, where the builders are jacked, where right. they have alpha energy um, and that both ladies and men can't resist being on chain. And so, right. um, yeah, Andre, uh, we sent him the video immediately. He was back on Twitter. He was active. I mean, you guys can look. Look at when I post the video and look at when he became active again. Look at his GitHub activity. It immediately spiked after that video. And uh, yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's it's a fact. So Yeah, I mean, some of us were following the breadcrumbs and it just it mm -hmm. led to one place and it was that yeah. video. So I'm glad to uh, glad to have cleared that we, up. And We do our part. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hey, this has been an awesome segment. So I, I appreciate all the honesty here. We got one more quick segment um within our interview um and this will only take a couple minutes so let's just dive right in um so this this question is called this or that okay and it's very simple i say do you like this or do you like that more and then you just say what you like more and then i just usually just ask why okay so we'll we'll, we'll start there so i'll start you off easy peanut butter or jelly peanut butter why got Jack, it so yeah, the gains gains yeah, got yeah. it no further questions okay do you like pumps or do you like bags? <laughs> I like pumps. I like pumps. You, you, okay. You prefer pumps. Okay. Yeah. Why? I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't like a good pump? I mean, Fair. I just did push-ups right before this, you know, you gotta have a pump. You like mm -hmm. when your crypto pumps. Um, I've been bag holding since uh, January and it's heavy, but, mm -hmm. but the bag holding, if you're holding a big enough bag, heavy will bags. lead to a good pump. And so it's a, it's actually a virtuous cycle. I mean, maybe you don't have to pick, maybe you mm. get both. In the show you have to pick, but I think you did a great job answering yeah, that question. So deep. there's no more, <laughs> nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So we just did pumps or bags. How about cornhole or bags? Definitely cornhole. You really? Northerners who say bags mm -hmm. are not educated. Uh, it's cornhole. Okay. And uh, I suck at it. My wife kills me. So um, mm. you don't want to be my partner if we're meeting up at a at a party playing cornhole. I don't quite know what to say to that. So we're going to move on to the next one. Um, tank tops or cutoffs? Man, that's this is one of the deepest questions I think you've probably ever asked. I know. Uh, I there's know. levels to this. Um, I'm going to say tank tops. You know, it used to be cutoffs. Because okay. I don't oh. think I could afford tank tops. I just cut them all up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, once you once you have the money, you like for people to do the cutting and sewing for you. So tank tops. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Nice list, naughty list. Holidays are coming up. 
Oh man, last year I was on the nice list okay. for sure um, because because of the crypto pumps. This year, mm. because me and all my family are homeless now, uh, I'm definitely on the naughty list for sure. You've been doing some bad things. Yeah, by not selling at the top or anywhere near it. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we're, a lot of us are on that, that <laughs> list. Okay, so the last one for the segment. Plot twist or Dracula Presley? Oh, well, I've shared a bed with Plot Twist, not Dracula. So it's Plot Twist. It's got to be Plot Twist at this point. Dracula, but up your game. Up your they, game. They do say keep your friends close and your enemies closer, though. Mm, that's true. That's yeah. true. Man, that's a, that's a tough one. I feel bad for having to make you answer that question, but hey, you killed right. it. I appreciate all the honesty uh, and uh, had a lot of fun. So appreciate it, and we'll jump into the real interview now. Heck yeah, man. So how did you, how did you get here? Right? Like what, what was this journey? Uh, where does this, where did this journey start for you? Yeah, man. I think my journey into NFTs, uh, and thank you for the kind words, by the way. And it has been really nice getting to know you and for everybody watching, you can obviously see that I've been styling my hair this way for a long time. And then once J money met me, he started doing it and he's done it much better. That's so correct. that's correct um, as well. Yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, my journey into NFTs really started, uh, I got into crypto beginning of 2021 and it just took over my life. You know, I got addicted to learning everything I could about it. And going back, I come from traditional finance uh, for my normal business and it just wasn't interesting anymore. Um, I was, you know, I went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and then then into alts and found my way to Phantom uh, by the end of the year and got into the DeFi scene and started investing in Potluck Protocols token and had a lot of success there and, and came onto the team to kind of bring my uh, traditional finance expertise and stuff to it and marketing. And um, I just took my DeFi gains and started buying NFTs. And it was really uh, discovering the the art scene on phantom that made me fall in love with nfts i i got addicted to going to the weekend auctions at the tomb heads auction house which was a completely unique experience that really no other blockchain had and just fell in love with the one-of-one -one art and supporting artists with with the crazy DeFi yields that we were earning at the time um during that bull run and then I really started to build my reputation in the fandom community on Twitter um, through doing giveaways and bringing people in. Um, I remember I'd do like 100 NFTs at a time, not not expensive ones. It wasn't like it was costing me a lot, but it was just time and just giving away like 100 at a time to people who didn't have fandom NFTs yet and started building a following that way. I went from having like no followers to now, you know, about 11,000 literally i think just through generosity and and then supporting other projects you know besides doing giveaways doing whatever i could to support people that were genuinely trying to build and do good in the community and uh, through that built up a lot of equity with artists and we realized that phantom you had these great one-on-one -on -one artists who deserve to have more than just a few people hold their pieces like their art was so good so really helping them build generatives and not just do the technical stuff but the roadmap the marketing having a brand behind it um, because i think that's what really separates great nft projects is not just great art great utility but there's a brand um, and you can look at every successful project out there on any chain and the most successful ones have a brand like they've just created a brand that people know they trust they want to be a part of and i don't think we're there yet you know i don't compare us to the top top projects out there but i think we did create a brand that people could know and could trust and now um potluck labs we started at the end of last year december 27th we released our first project uh, since then we've helped different artists tons of different artists produce over 50 projects on uh, six blockchains now uh, about to do our seventh one which is pretty crazy. And we have over 6,400 holders uh, across those chains. And I think we've done hopefully a lot to pioneer in the cross-chain space, bringing communities together. And, uh, you know, I started as a Phantom Maxi in the DeFi world, but I realized with NFTs, once you have a community, 
It's not about the blockchain that you're on. It's about the community that you have and doing what you can to provide value to them. And that typically means um, going cross chain to continue to build your community and build your support and to bring new people into, into the fold. And so, yeah, uh, now potlucks, we're really in a period of transition during this bear market where we're building uh, marketplaces, we're building launch pads on multiple networks, and we're trying to put the tools in place to help more and more uh, artists when the next bull run comes to have success with their art and just provide the platforms uh, versus us doing all the kind of the work ourselves, but just making our brand uh, something that anybody can go through and um, with a good project and launch it. So yeah, man, that's kind of the journey and where we started, where we are today. And we owe all our success to the great artists that we've partnered with and, and their awesome communities that have supported them for sure. Awesome. Well, there's so many things that I want to touch on that you, that you already touched on so far. Um, I think the biggest thing just context wise is, you know, the reason um, why I want to bring on all these guests, right. Is, is that I want to have conversations with people who are truly, uh, kind of leading in one way, shape or form within this space, you know, creating new space that didn't exist before or filling an obvious void where you're able to create value. Like you, like you guys are doing both of that, uh, both of those things, uh, from my standpoint. Um, but so one of the things I want to touch on is, is okay. You're, you know, there are NFT launch pads out there, right. But you would consider yourself an NFT incubator, right. Which is something that I would say is, not a term that was popular, used, or known at all, really, um, maybe even one, one, two years ago, right? So uh, what, is, what does that really mean? And how do you think Potluck is kind of filling the need within that space? And kind of where do you see going from where you're at today? Yeah, so I think we just, we really made it up um, because we didn't want to be called a launch pad. Because in my mind, a launch pad is just where a platform that essentially gives an artist the tools to launch their project and that's it. It's a launch pad. You launch off and then it's up to you to figure it out. Um, I wanted to be a brand that was from the inception of the idea to carrying the community a year later, you know, that we're there through the whole process. Um, And so it was important for us to handpick artists to customize what we were going to do to help them build the roadmaps and then support that through the process. Um, And I think in the bull market, everything sells out. You know, if you had a good brand name, I mean, we could put out a project twice a week um, and sell it out in 30 seconds, you know, during the bull market, because there was just so much money there from DeFi yields. Um, Because of the bear market, I anticipate, I hope it's not a bear for the next year, but I anticipate a bear market for at least the next 12 months. Um, before it starts to turn around, before the next Bitcoin having, um, and so I think during these times, it's producing less paid mints, it's figuring out other ways to generate revenue, and it's really just building the community you have and strengthening um, your value, so that when the money does flow back in the space, that you're a leader. And so I think I feel like we've built more. Um, I don't want to say we built more than anyone because there's, I have no idea. Other people are building just as much as us, but we're definitely not being outworked right now in the bear market. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think once again, going back to the things we're building that on different networks is I, I think we're trying to position ourselves to, instead of just working with artists, putting out products to like being the brand that, you know, everyone can go through and say, man, if there's yeah. something launching through this launch pad on this network, I can trust it because it's yeah. been properly vetted. It's got a great team behind it with years of experience. So I can trust that the tech's going to be good. I can trust that it's uh, not going to be a rug, you know, and that that's our goal is just to always be a brand people can trust and know that if they put their money with us, like we're going to fight just, you know, as hard for their, their success as if it was our own money, you know, sure. in the project. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's that's one of the coolest things that I've seen out of Potluck Labs is that, you know, you've not only partnered with, you know, well-established artists, right? You, you kind of have different appeal, right? With uh, kind of a range of artists, right? So yeah. 
you know, like a, like a teens on acid comes to mind. Right. Because it, what a, what a career that he had before even getting into the NFT space. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of what he's done recently has been just arm in arm with, with potluck labs. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and um, I, I know that uh, the close relationship that you guys have now, and um, it's, it's just been cool to see, um, you know, someone like that um, and how, just by partnering with you all, how much that's kind of uh, impacted what he's done, but also, you know, yeah. artists that were unknown um, before partnering with y'all and, um, and to see how some of these careers in the space have gotten kicked off um, just by having, to your point, you know, a, an actual plan behind their art and their marketing mm -hmm. and everything like that, that goes beyond just the, Hey, I have this great art or I have yeah. this great talent. You know, that only gets you so far, unfortunately, right now within this space. Right. Um, so it's 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 been really cool to see that um, kind of that that space that you've been able to fill. Yeah, man, I would say on that first off teens, um, I mean, at least 50 percent of the success of Potluck Labs is due to teens on acid, um, you know, in working with teens, uh, there's no better. I mean, we've had artists who are just as awesome to work with. Um, Danetron, Sarge come to mind as just people that you can you can count on them to deliver for their people. They're, they do every aspect of the game right. But teens, uh, he's been one that we've just, from the beginning. I mean, it was within our first month of Potluck being in existence that we started working on Astro Kids with him and help, you know, plan that. And, um, but he's just done everything right. I always point people cross chain. I mean, he's built, he's got art on, I think on five chains now. Um, and that'll just continue, you know, as he experiments and throws his stuff out there and other chains for people to be able to collect. He's built an incredible community, but it's branding. Um, and I think that, for us, that's one of the lessons we've learned and where we've, if you look at the collections we've released, all the collections that have been disappointments have nothing to do with how good the art is. We have collections that have just absolutely incredible art from lifetime artists who have been in this, you know, the web two art space forever. Mm -hmm. um, but they have not done the work to build a community and they haven't done, they haven't stayed engaged in their community after the mint. And no matter how good our utility is, no matter how much we can offer a project afterwards, without the, the heart and soul behind the art in the project, day in, day out, after the mint, and in my opinion, they're almost always doomed to fail. There's a few outliers out there, but the heart and soul behind the project has to stay involved. And so that, those are the lessons we've learned is like we've got to be very selective, not just to pick awesome artists, sure. but to pick awesome people that are dedicated to this space. Um, Cause I think so many people, especially in the bull market, they just saw that you can make a lot of money in NFT. So they came here, sure. but then when the, when the money dried up, they left and now yeah. their holders are left with, you know, basically left holding the bag. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so, so one of the things that, you know, you, you know, you mentioned sort of your perspective on where we're at, you know, in, in this cycle um, and, you know, sort of how that impacts, you know, what you're doing right now. Um, so, you know, from my perspective, right, you I've, I've kind of followed you since you started on Phantom, right? And now you're on. Well, let me just ask, how many different chains have you either launched on or are you planning on launching on uh, in the near future? So we've launched projects on six chains. We've got two others that we're about to launch projects on. What um, chains? So let me count. We got Phantom, yeah. Matic, ETH, um, Aptos, AVAX, hmm. Hedera. So those are the yeah. six we've been on. Um, Going to be launching actually on three others um, in the near future. So I don't want to give too much yeah. alpha, but Tezos, Canto, and uh, Shimmer. So there's okay. alpha right there. So oh, book it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So so I so I think that's something that your perspective is super valuable for a lot of people, you know, that maybe have are just getting into NFTs or maybe they've gotten really into it. Maybe they've done a deep dive into one, two chains. Maybe they spent some time on OpenSea even or, or campfires. So they've had exposure to different chains, but they don't maybe have an appreciation for um, or a context around, you know, what different chains do differently, what the experience is like, what the communities are like. So 
I think that's something where I, I would just love to get your perspective on, um, you know, sort of the maybe a something that stands out in your mind when you think about each of those chains in particular, or maybe even what what brought you to those those chains. Obviously, you know, you have things like volume and things yeah. like you know attention and all that stuff, which make it advantageous. But um, you know, just would would love for you to share your perspective on what what's made you move around and do all those different things. Yeah, so I'll just hit on the chains kind of in the order that we went in yeah. and just get my thoughts on what you should be looking for as a collector or even an artist uh, going to chains. But first off was Phantom. Obviously, I was there because of DeFi. I fell in love with NFTs because the one-of-one one art scene. Uh, I think per user, uh, Phantom just had like the best art. Um, you know, there's great art on all chains, but it was just, it was overwhelming how much great art there was. And a lot of that is a is a product of the auction house and what Tombheads provided an outlet for one of one artists to make really good money in a fun environment and for collectors to have a fun experience. Yeah. So that's a uh, phantom. Then we went to AVAX and AVAX is where we really learned about utility because um, in AVAX, every big project was really just every big NFT project was a DeFi project disguised as an NFT. Um, and all you have to do is look up yeah. the chicken NFT project to, to look at that. Um, chicken is an NFT project with three tokens as a three token system. And it is the number two by, um, market cap. The number two coin on AVAX is, is egg chicken's main coin. So it has surpassed everything, uh, on the chain DeFi wise. So we learned, uh, that's where we came up with our labs token. And so yeah. we started doing passive emissions of our lab token to all of our holders, because when we went to AVAX, they didn't want great art. They wanted utility in the form of tokens. And so we learned, we grew, and it made us better. Uh, Matic, we had a terrible experience. When we went, the network was like super bogged down, not doing well. Matic has had, you know, Polygon's done really well this right. year. Um, and I think it'd probably be a lot different experience. But at the time, you know, we minted out solely because people came from other chains for our project, you know. So I can't speak a lot to Matic uh, or Polygon, but I feel like Polygon is just the... Uh, a good place for a lot of gaming stuff. I think there's some good good stuff there uh, for it right now. But then uh, Ethereum's obviously, if you're going to ETH, you're going for the volume play. That, it's that simple. Uh, everyone knows it's like the major leagues, but it's a crapshoot. You could be a great artist. You can have a big following on other chains, but it doesn't mean you're going to be successful on ETH. Sure. Um, but yeah, everybody wants to have a successful project there, of course. Um Going to Aptos, Aptos was really the flavor of the month. I don't even know if it'll make it through the day. Uh, so <laughs> um, FTX uh, yeah. was the lead investor in Aptos. And uh, so, yeah, the token's down. I don't know. It's like Seoul. They're both having having a struggle right now. So if Aptos makes it, uh, it could be a good network. It was built by some developers from Meta, uh, built on... Mm -hmm that basically mm -hmm. on the tech that right. their metaverse is being built on. So it's really cool. There's a lot of fun things you can do and I hope it makes it because I think there's a lot of potential there, but we went there just simply as a volume play because sure. in one week, and this is, it's, I don't think this has ever happened in NFTs, but from the date that they, they launched their mainnet within seven days, they surpassed every other blockchain except Ethereum in volume for NFTs. And so we just tried to capitalize on that and have sure. fun. Sure. Um, Hedera has been an awesome experience. It reminds me mm -hmm. a lot of Phantom a year ago. Mm -hmm. has tons of potential. The DeFi system is just starting. And this is something that I, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of, but if you can find blockchains, layer ones that have been around for a long time, so people have big bags of the token that they're just waiting. They're loyal. They're committed. Um, and they have new NFT ecosystems, but maybe they don't have DeFi yet or DeFi is just starting. Those places are awesome places to get into the NFT scene because people are looking for what can I do with this without leaving the ecosystem? What can I do with my coins? Mm -hmm. And they feel comfortable investing in NFTs. And so we saw, uh, I mean, it, it's it's very much like Phantom a year ago. It's not a lot of users, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred total people buying on the scene. But if it's a hype mint, you're making a five x profit easy, you know. And mm -hmm. it, and it's a very friendly, very inclusive community. Um, so I, I really like our experience there. Um, I forget if I if I forgot any of the chains that we've minted on. Um, 
No, you're, you're good. I think we have plenty to talk about, uh, even <laughs> just, just with that, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, H bar is one that's really interesting to me. You know, it's, it's a, it's been around for, for a while. Right. Um, and it, it's, I'm always intrigued by, you know, the, the chains that sort of have a, some differentiating, they obviously they all tout having some differentiating, uh, attributes yeah. about the way that their, you know, chain works, but, um, yeah, HBAR is one that's interesting to me because from the very beginning, right, it's technically not even a, a blockchain, right? It's a type right. of cryptography, but the, the hash graph is, has some fundamental differences. Um, and so that's one where I think, you know, NFT um, collectors, users will actually appreciate um, some things about it. You know, just the, yeah. the one that comes to mind, right, is not being able to change metadata um, of NFTs after that NFT is minted. Um so just just different things like that, right? Uh, that uh, kind of give each of these chains a different flavor and maybe attract a different collector. Yeah, um, it's, uh, there's very interesting things like uh, Shimmer is another one that's going to have a similar um, functionality for the NFTs that Hedera has, um, and that's Shimmer's IOTA's testnet, and they're, so they're very similar to me, and they're both tokens that have been around for years. And they're yep. just now finally getting the development yep. process there. Uh, Shimmer's just maybe a year behind Hedera in that process. Um, but yeah, it's it's super unique. I, I do like the uniqueness. I like also in Hedera, you can't be airdrop things in your wallet because you have to approve a token right. before it can be sent to you. So you can't get any uh, basically spam to your wallet, which is mm -hmm. nice. But yep. also every NFT is actually a first party citizen like a regular token. They're not a second party citizen like they are in EVM chains. And what that means is, um, well, just one basic function is it kind of serves like its own wallet. Um, you could have an NFT with 10 different images in there. So you could make an NFT project that not only do you have the NFT itself, but then you have a 3D object that could be used in the metaverse. Uh, you have a video file, you have a song, you have all these things and you can put them all as separate files within the NFT and then directly in your wallet in the Hashpack wallet, incredible wallet, one of the best wallets in crypto, Absolutely. you can just switch between the images. You just pull up your NFT, you switch between the files, you can download any of them. So it's these experiences that make it a lot of fun as a collector. Uh, so I think HBAR has a, a huge potential for collectors and people in the metaverse space. I think it has huge potential for gaming uh, in the future because of what yeah. you can do with NFTs there. Um, but right now they're just, they don't have all the, I guess the playground isn't fully built for all the kids to come play. There's still some mm -hmm. tools that need to be put in place before the masses can come. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's certainly been fun to, to explore and, and collect it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's interesting too, to see how these, these chains, um, take different approaches, right. To their development, right. To your point about HBAR, just now getting into NFTs, um, really interesting from that standpoint. Um, you know, uh, you, you mentioned your experience with Polygon, right. And how maybe it wasn't the best it's, it's Polygon's been one of the chains that I've, um, been most intrigued about some, you see just the biggest partnerships coming out. I, I mean, yeah. with, uh, the, the meta announcement about, uh, their Instagram, um, and that, um, sort of whatever they're doing there there's a there's a few curtains that i think are uh mm -hmm. remaining to be uh, uh revealed but um you know that's one that's definitely interesting to me and i think that i have to imagine we're just going to continue to see more and more institutional uh flow of funds into into polygon and that chain so yeah. maybe maybe that attracts you know certain collectors maybe it doesn't attract others right or and same with artists uh, but just interesting to see you know all the different elements uh and, cool. and why you might choose to launch or not launch on a chain. Yeah, I think that one of the big mistakes that I see from people, uh, collectors, especially people that end up becoming maxis of a certain chain to their own detriment, like not in a good way, but just like mm -hmm. they're going to go down with the ship uh, with their network, is, allow, is holding things against chains. Maybe they used it one time a long time ago. So for instance, mm -hmm. for me and, and with Cardano, I minted something on there right when the chain first came out. And it was a horrible experience. It literally took four hours for the transaction to finish and the NFT to come to me. Yeah. And I was like, this is the future. This, this is a top five coin and it takes four hours for a transaction. That's crazy. Okay. Well, now their NFT scene is blowing up. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like one of the top two or three chains right now with NFT volume. 
well, surely it's changed. And when I talked to people, I was like, this was my experience. And then everyone's like, ah, it's not like that anymore. You should come mm-hmm. back. And so don't hold those experiences against. And another example is almost everyone. It's sad. The reason people say on most layer ones, oh, come to our chain, use our chain. It's fast. It's cheaper than Ethereum. If people on Ethereum only knew about this and they're like, it's a hundred dollars for gas on Ethereum. It's not like that anymore. Right. It's not like that at all. You know, most Ethereum contracts to do a mint or something. I mean, you might pay five dollars mm-hmm. in gas. So that's still a lot more than you pay on like Phantom or something. But it's these old narratives that people right. get stuck in and kind of propagate these myths that aren't they aren't not reality anymore. You know, right. so um, but I also think that if your blockchain doesn't have a differentiating fa- factor that's different than it's fast and it's cheap. You're mm-hmm. going to struggle because every layer one uses that same thing. It's fast, it's cheap, it's, it's scalable. Yeah. Okay. What else separates it? So yeah, the the sort of uh, minimum requirements to to obtain and and retain users are kind of converging. So it, it is interesting, right? That that narrative, which was around for so long about yeah. Ethereum, right? There, you know, unless you're a, a really popular artist or unless you have, you know. VC backing, right? Like stay off Ethereum, right? It's like, well, that really doesn't exist anymore. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that even impacts volume um, as, you know, some of these other layer ones are getting a ton of volume and, you know, other, other chains as well. But uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So uh, on that topic, and we'll, we'll kind of uh, uh, head towards the the last part of uh, what I want to touch on today, um, hear your perspective on is, you know, from, the perspective of um, sort of an NFT incubator project or whatever you plan on morphing into, like w- what's next for you? I've, I've always seen you as someone who is really pushing the limits of yeah. what can be done within the space. And so I'm curious, you know, w- what foresight do you have? What do you see uh, the next one, two years or the bear market looking like and, and how you uh, maximize the experience um, for potluck? So one of our core tenants, I mean, the, the whole thing when we started was it, we have basically three parties involved. You have Potluck as an organization, as a team, you have the artists that we're working with, and then you have the customers, you know, you have the collectors, the flippers, the mentors, you know, whatever terms you want to use, but essentially they're customers. And I believe that it's got to be a win-win. Everything we do has to be like a win for every party. Um, and what that means is, you know, the only hate we ever get, we get hate from, especially when the bear market happens, when things slow down, when it's good, everyone's happy. When it slows down, yeah. you know, everyone, the bigger you are, the bigger the target is on you. Yeah. But the hate usually surrounds with, you know, putting out too many projects or whatever. Uh, and then also, you know, taking money from the artists. Like we take a percentage so they don't make as much. But one of my core beliefs is like if an artist works with us, they have to be able to make more money than if they did it by themselves. Sure. So that is a core thing is like, I believe we have to deliver enough value that it makes them more money. But then also I have to believe that when we, we have, we do mints cheap uh, so that our collectors have a good chance to make money that the people who mint have the best chance to be profitable. Uh, but then we got to do things as a team to make money. And that's really what talking about this bear market. You can't, do mints every week you can't make good money on the mints you do do uh you know we i might make two hundred dollars on a mint we do right now as my percentage of the profit well that's not going to feed my family that's not a business that can make it for 12 months so our whole focus has always been as a team at potluck is how can we do things and build ways to make profit that are sustainable in a bear market you know, and in a good market. So right now, both as Potluck is both the DeFi brand and Potluck Protocol and Potluck Labs is the NFT side is we're just trying to build the tools and the infrastructure where, you know, we can make a smaller percentage off bigger volume. So that's where you're talking about the marketplace plays, the launch pads, a, a true launch pad through a marketplace. And, um, and through those things, also adding really unique utility and value to our current holders who hold our, our like our platinum pass and our ultimate pass, which is like our insider group mm-hmm. uh, is giving them utility within those new ecosystems so that we don't just leave those projects behind, but we actually increase the value for the people that were with us in the beginning. So, um, and then another thing is just positioning ourselves. The reason I think we'll thrive through this is we all do have business incomes outside 
of crypto so we don't have to make short-term decisions to survive. And I mm -hmm. see that's where most artists are failing right now is man, they don't have a business. They don't have a job. They quit those things and uh, they're just relying on crypto and you just can't survive in the bear market um, in a way that you're able to make good decisions when there's not much money to be made, when the token prices keep going down. So I would urge, you know, every artist um, to either not release right now or release free projects or to be very committed to a process to that community, be very committed to like full time. Your job is to build a community because you still can sell out if you've done a good enough job building a strong community. And so that's what we're trying to do is just get really involved with these younger ecosystems rather than going and competing on ETH or Soul. It's let's find networks like Hedera, like Shimmer, like Cap or Canto, like these new networks. Um, and let's just build deep roots there. And uh, let's, let's thrive in the circumstances that we have right now, which is it's tough. But yeah, I'm, I'm confident we'll come out the other side of this bear stronger than ever. Yeah, that's a, that's a great perspective, I think, for for really everybody who's involved in this space to to really have and, and take away from kind of where we're at right now. I think if you were around, you know, um, over the past two years, you got to experience the euphoria you got to experience with especially, I think, for the first time um, with this last cycle. Right. The NFT scene, the absolute hype and craze. Um, that kit that it can achieve, right? We saw, you know, board apes, we saw all these huge projects that just kind of defied all sort of logic and all sort of, you know, every, uh, you know, uh, everything you think you knew, um, going into this, you know, bull run. Um, but you know, we're on the, a very different side of that right now. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of folks, um, kind of, it's difficult to, to come to terms with that, you know? Um, but I think the more that you can kind of take a step back and say, okay, you know, I still believe in this space. I still believe in NFTs, you know, I think it's just different. And so how do I take advantage of it? Right. Um, and how do I build like you all are doing? Um, how do I put myself into a good position to really enjoy the space now, but yeah. also position myself to, to benefit from everything that is going to come to it? Um, you know, when we do, um, exit this, this bear period. So yeah, I think that's a great perspective. Yeah. So I think you're, when you're talking about, you know, what's most important in this space, well, if you're here just to make money, well, that's a tough time to just make money with NFTs and the people who just want to make money, you're looking for free mints right now. That's the whole thing is like, can I get in a free mint and flip it for something? And that's really most of the volume you see right now in NFTs were free mints um, that just happen to pop off for whatever reason. But I think if you look farther forward and you say, well, what is the next narrative going to be? What's the next meta that people are going to be following? Um, I think you've already been doing it. It's having NFTs that have real utility attached to it, whether it's a physical good like these NFTs, which, you know, you know, they just look so, oh, sorry. I was trying to show you the logo. I forget where that, what side <laughs> the arm it is. Um, but whether it's uh, physical merch, whether, uh, you know, at first everyone thought it was going to be metaverse plays. But I really mm -hmm. think if you realize that an NFT is simply another token with an image attached to it, well, you realize that this last run, it was all about a PFP. Um, but even that is so, it could change in an instant. Right now, still image PFPs, like they're the number one project. It doesn't move, nothing happens. I've always said this, and I think it's going to happen at some point soon, now that, especially now that Musk is running Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, the second Elon says, hey, your PFP on Twitter can be a movie clip, a GIF, an MP4 file. The second that happens, the popular NFTs change. They change overnight. Uh, now GIF NFTs are the thing. I mean, I, I guarantee it. Just like they allow them on Discord, if you have the paid Discord, the second they do it on Twitter, it changes mm -hmm. because people want that new thing. It's more dynamic. It's, right. It can have more personality. I mean, there's just so many options. But if you look even further, you can look at, okay, what can this NFT get me? Um, there's an interesting project right now in AVAX where by owning this NFT, there's like 100 of them. Um, by owning this, you get a minting bot where you can bot every mint and you're guaranteed those, those like you can't mint anything on AVAX right now. If you're a person mm -hmm. with the hype mint, those bots are going to win. Right. Well, how do you get one of those bots? You have to hold one of these NFTs. It's, it's awesome. So that's real value. Those NFTs have like a hundred AVAX floor. 
Like they're, they've gone crazy because it's guaranteeing you a, a certain value. So it's, it's a cheat code. They broke yeah, the game. It's a cheat code. So NFTs are memberships into a community. So I think some NFT projects can be successful just with cool art and an awesome community that people want to hang out in discord. They want to hang out in Twitter. They want to hang out in real life events uh, together. That's enough. But for most people, you're going to have to figure something else out. Does it give yeah. you access to analytics? Does it give you access to a different part of a server where there's alpha chat groups? Does it give you access to higher yields um, on, on a DeFi platform? Mm -hmm. Does it give you access to in real life meetups, to uh, membership passes? Like there, that's where the evolution's going. And it's already like you're already seeing it. But I, I think if people are just trying to continue to do PFP projects, the desire for that is less and less especially with the bear market, because you got to realize people buy those NFTs with their surplus from DeFi gains. And when there's no surplus, <laughs> there's no money going into those. Right. Things. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think that's where it's heading. And so for what it's worth, if people build with that in mind, I think they will be more successful. Yeah. You, you make a great point, right. Of, of, and I think to your point, a lot of people think of, you know, what was getting the most media attention during this last, you know, uh, bull market. So that's that being PFPs, right? That being the board apes, right? Yeah. But, you know, what actually brought me into the space was this idea that NFTs are a secure form of ownership of an asset, digital assets right now, right? A lot of firms are now figuring out how do we, how do we also apply that to a physical asset, right? Um, so I guess my perspective would be, this is a technology. NFTs are a technology. I believe that one of the best use cases that will continue to be one of the best use cases for this is art because it gives power to the creator more so than any time probably in the history of art right um yeah. the artist has the ability to control that element um but i would say if you're someone that wants to understand this space more continue to grow continue to learn while it being a time where maybe you're not profiting off of it as much think about the things that you're interested in right and figure out how do I apply this technology to something I'm already doing, right? I think there are so many use cases for it, um, you know, regardless of sort of the industry that you're from. I would say there's probably not too many industries that couldn't benefit from implementing the technology in some way, shape, or form. So that's something that to me is just an interesting sort of thought experiment to go through. Okay, my job is in real estate. My job is in XYZ, right? Yeah. Is there a play here? Um, and I think that if you understand the technology, if you understand the chains and what each individual chain offers, I think that's where there's really opportunity to maybe do your own building during this time and figure out what a really good application would be, you know, maybe even apart from this, um, you know, the PFP craze, right. That we all, that we all experience. So definitely. Uh, well said. Yeah. One other question I have is, you know, are there chains right now where maybe collectors, um, might not be on their radar uh, to be checking out, but that they should be um, in your, in your yeah. opinion, because of your perspective. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, literally the second I'm like, Oh, I found a chain. This is awesome. I'm getting used to this. Somebody points out another chain. You're like, mm -hmm. Holy crap. They're like, Hey, well, have you guys thought about launching on this chain or have you collected anything over here? And then you find another chain that's just awesome, has totally unique things. Mm -hmm. um, so two chains that I'm really interested in that we haven't talked about. Uh, one is V chain. Uh, v chain has uh, v chain has nfts actually that's like the hashtag that they tell you is like yeah we actually have nfts and they have some yeah. awesome communities they have two of the best marketplaces that aren't on any other chains and it's a shame that they're just it's good and it's a shame it's good because it's going to bring people there sure. um, but they have two of the best marketplaces anywhere with the best tools best experience um, and the best teams that i've seen behind them so uh Incredible community. You should check out VeChain for NFTs. And then also Tezos. Uh, Tezos, mm -hmm. I learned from my experience on Tezos. I have a huge collection there. If you follow me on Twitter, I have a link to my Tezos collection in my Twitter bio because it's just awesome art. So just kind of like show off a little gallery there. Yeah, um, I just collect there. I don't try to flip, don't do anything, just collect cool art. And it has a huge... Um, Eastern European and Asian community, uh, as far as the artists, um, and like, especially the Philippines, Malaysia, um, and just incredible, incredible one-of-one -one art and very, very inexpensive. So if you just want to collect cool art, 
Tezos is the place, but also there's some really cool generatives there. Some with awesome thriving communities. Um, one of them is the Otez. They're like otters, but they're Otez, O-T-T-E-Z. Check them mm -hmm. out. They just did basically their mutant version. Uh, mm -hmm. Otez Evolve or Evolution. And I picked up two of those today. I could not resist them. The art was incredible. The community's fire. And then there's also another one called Flux Tribe. And it's, uh, it's an artist he actually knows teens in, in real life. They're both Australian artists, and he's a, he's a lifelong like spray paint artist. Oh, nice. And he created these characters 20 years ago and has been spray painting them around the world, I think legally, mostly, uh, being paid to spray paint them. And so he had this whole world built. And then once he discovered NFTs, it made for like the perfect generative. And so it's an awesome project. But Tezos is great. Um, there's a lot of awesome chains that if, if you're used to using just MetaMask or Trust Wallet and just EVM chains, there's a lot of chains that you have to download a different wallet for mm -hmm. that at first it adds that extra layer of resistance, kind of like Hedera has a different wallet. Sure. But once you take that little leap to figure out how to fund it, how to download the wallet, man, it opens up new worlds to you. And so I would just say, like you said earlier, man, find things you're interested in. So, and don't be a chain maxi when it comes to NFTs. Like, yeah. Your chain might change the world, but your NFTs on the chain are just there to be NFTs and do what they do. So, man, if yeah. you like good art, go all over the place to collect it. If you like certain community vibes, you can find those anywhere. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would definitely check those out. That is that is such a good perspective. I, I mean, I really appreciate that. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people don't have perspective on right now. Um, but I think that... Uh, you know, the more we explore, the more um, we can connect the dots for ourselves and other people. And, you know, that's how, you know, the sort of grassroots adoption um, of this technology will, will continue to uh, to take place. So Tributu, you are awesome. Thank you so much for your perspective you, and man. everything you shared. Um, yeah, definitely going to have you back on at some point. But uh, yeah, just really appreciate this conversation and uh, appreciate you. Thanks so hey, much. Congrats on the show. I'm honored to be your first guest. Jay Money, you're going to kill it. Uh, Block Bites, you guys produce incredible content. So I'm excited about the, the new show. It's much needed. And uh, man, it's been an honor. Awesome. With that, we'll sign off. Take care. Peace. Peace.